I'm Kathy Rushing, host of the podcast, Committed, The Entrepreneur Marriage. If your middle name is Restless and you identify with words like innovator, dreamer, changemaker, creative, independent, or you are married to an entrepreneur or heaven help you, you're both entrepreneurs, this podcast is for you. The entrepreneurial journey can be a little wild at times, like uncharted territory. Join me as I talk with others who are at various stages of the entrepreneurial process. We'll explore the wisdom and insights they have gained while navigating the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey. You'll discover that there are many couples who have found ways to thrive in both their marriage and business. to an entrepreneur can be challenging, especially when that isn't how you're wired. I've heard many spouses voice frustration when it's taking longer than expected for a startup to become profitable. Why can't you just get a job is a common question asked when month after month savings dwindle, along with the hope of a real vacation anytime soon. Now imagine that you grow up in a culture where entrepreneurs are rare and the security of a government or teaching job is the extent of your occupational options. That is the setting for today's interview with Brad and Jiyoung Bowler. Since 2001, Brad has launched a series of nonprofits and for-profit organizations that facilitate online learning. In his early 20s, he moved to South Korea to expand his concepts launching online academies for Korean homeschool families. When he and Ju Young met and began their relationship, Ju Young had no idea what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Ever the educator, Brad did his best to inform her, but understanding the ups and downs of the entrepreneur life only come through experience. At the time of this interview, Brad was in the scaling phase of DCI, Digital Creative Institute. He started the company in 2015 to provide apprenticeships for recent marketing grads, allowing them to gain the experience needed to launch their careers. Brad and Ju Young were so gracious to take the time out of their busy schedules to sit down with me and share candidly about their journey in marriage and startup life. Listen in now as they share the story of their evolving partnership and shared passion for changing lives through education. Today I have Brad and Ju Young Voller, um, a couple that we have known for a couple of years. Uh, Brad is a serial entrepreneur and Ju Young is one of the smartest women I know and <laughs> funny in her very subtle way. Um, thank you guys for coming on the podcast and for the great story that you have to share. We've been looking forward to it. Thanks for the invitation. Good. You are so welcome. And thank, thank you. you for carving this time out. Um, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of the backstory sure. before we get into the meat of the story. So how long have you guys been married? Um, 11, I think this is our 11th year. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Living perfect, wonderful years. <laughs> and you have three children who are, what are their ages now? So Jubilees, 10, and then we have two boys, eight, ages 8 and 5. 6, he's going to turn 6. Turning 6, this yep. is actually in two days. Oh yeah. my goodness. He was just a baby. I mean, when we were meeting a couple know, of years ago, yeah. you were pregnant with him. How time flies. Well, needless to say, that's a very busy time of life. Mm -hmm. And um, so you guys are not only in the middle of your entrepreneurial journey. And as I find couples to interview, you know, they're at different stages. Some people are just starting. Some have been through the process and are on the other side. Um, but you guys are kind of in the middle of it. So we really are. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it does go by so fast. And I have to remind myself that through our entrepreneurial journey, we're creating an opportunity, a future for our family, yeah. but yeah. only today is yeah. what we have. So right. balancing those mm -hmm. two things out of striving for the future, that destination, and at the same time enjoying this journey that we're on. Oh, that's um, so that's, important. That's so tough to keep that in view. Absolutely. Um, so I know that you met in South Korea. What in the world were you doing in South Korea, Brad? And yes. what year was that? So when? I've always been in education. Uh, it's been my career, education technology. In South Korea, I was there after starting an ed tech company in the U.S. A what uh, company? An ed education technology company okay. here. Okay. Um, I... I went to Korea after having launched that and in Korea was involved in starting up some academies that would help families begin home education. Uh, there's not a lot of diversity within education in South Korea outside of the government school system. So this is an opportunity to partner with uh, families and churches and nonprofits and spinning up these um, the academic school support um, organizations. And that's how I met Jiyoung. She was uh, a staff member. For <laughs> Conveniently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think... Uh, so you, you worked with like my church that I was going to at the time. Okay. And my pastor, one day, he asked me to work with Brad and to set up some like ministry that to, you know, they can support the homeschoolers. And quite frankly, I wasn't really interested in like, you know, homeschooling and working for church at the time, but I was just going through a lot in my life at the time. So I just wanted some job until I can kind of sort things out and then get back on my life again. And that's how we kind of started. Yeah. So that was just meant to be a real uh, temporary Yeah, kind of uh, transitional or something. Transition yeah. to something bigger and better, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it goes that we think we have life <laughs> figured out. Um, so how old were you at the time, Brad, when you went to South Korea? Mm, when I went there, I was 24. And when we met... Mm, I think I, I was think, like 27, I think we 26, so I 27, like 20, something like that. So you were 28, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forget that. You're an older woman, right? You said we weren't going to go yeah. to sensitive areas yeah. in this podcast, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> Already yeah. went there. <laughs> um and Juyang, I'm I'm interested in your, you know, what you knew about entrepreneurial lifestyle. You know, in America, we really take pride in our ability to create our own path and make our own way, and we celebrate 
the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. What was it like? But not every com- you know, country is... Yeah, it's um, so different. Yes. Yeah, so in South was, Korea. What was your understanding of entrepreneurial endeavor? So I still vividly remember the very moment when he was trying to explain who he is as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so I first had to look up the word because (laughs) the vocabulary, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't new for me. And uh, I remember kind of says, okay, it's basically someone who starts a new business. So I kind of sit there trying to understand, okay, someone who starts a new business. And honestly, I had a zero understanding of the depth of that meaning at the time. Right. Because, you know, the Koreans, they do not, just, they just don't like uncertainty. The people like something secure. Um, so particularly after the financial like crisis that swept Asia in like 19, uh, like late 1990s. Okay. So two jobs became like highly sought after public school teachers mm-hmm. and government workers. Mm. People just want something that, you know, secure. Okay. So, um, Entrepreneurs are rare, and that kind of spirit is not really um, discussed, you know, like often, often. So it took a while after I go through a lot of kind of, you know, like hardships and kind of challenges with Brad. I just finally understood, ah, what that means to, to live with entrepreneur. <laughs> and, and we're I still thought, learning. I thought it would yeah, the right. education process when we were dating, and so I had this textbook so i you know started to walk her through that and she said okay i think that's enough now Um, but what i really saw in jiang is this um this spirit of overcoming of triumph through struggle there's a lot of challenges that she had already faced whether it was with uh, family uh loss um, academic challenges, and just seeing how she had surmounted all of those mm-hmm. with tremendous um, grace and resilience. And I thought, well, that's a great quality <laughs> for an entrepreneurial life. Yes, <laughs> yes. And everything else you don't know. You'll so you kind of figure out everything at the time. Yeah. But, you know, but it took a while for me to understand, oh, who I married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like I said, we're still learning, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what were your expectations then as you all dated and remind me how long you dated before it was really uh short um we started to have some discussion about uh-huh. a marriage and that was a little bit early for Jung. she wasn't ready for that so we took a break <laughs> from that and after six months of thinking it through she said my heart's in the right place i think uh-huh. uh let's well yeah let's explore this further so uh-huh. It was... So from that point, I think it was less than a year. Yeah, less than a year. Yeah. Okay. About yeah. like nine, ten months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you began, again, back to you, Ju Young, what, what were your expectations about work and what Brad would be doing and um, what that might look like in the future? So um, at that time, he already had a business that he started. Uh, in te- you know, here in Texas. So he started the, his first business before he actually even like came to South Korea. So all I knew at the time was, okay, well, it was still kind of small business. It was like education, like coaching business. Um, but, you know, well, he has a business, it's growing, and that's kind of big enough to at least kind of help us to pay bills. So that's 
that was all I knew, you know, other than just this guy and I'm marrying this amazing person and, and we're going to start a new life in the States together. Okay. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so you married, what year was that? Um, that was 2008. Julie was born in 2007. We were married. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, how long is it going to take you know, for him Wait, to do the math? Yeah. and then you got married. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, and then when did you guys move um, uh, to so Texas? So it was a year and a half or two years ago. So it was actually at back. the end of 2009. Yeah. So about like 10 years ago. Yeah, so okay. she was just over a year old at yeah. the time. And was that the plan from the beginning to come back to the it States? It was to actually come back earlier, but because okay. I started another business when we were there in South Korea, <laughs> That wasn't trending in the right direction. It was almost like his hobby. It required it more one. attention than we anticipated. Yeah. So we okay. extended, I think, an additional 18 months because of that. I think almost, so yeah. I think Chibi was going to be born originally in, um, well... I don't know, but yeah. anyway, yeah. It took a little longer than we anticipated to move here. Okay. But we have large family, all pretty much all here in San Antonio. So to be here with them as we're giving birth to children and raising mm -hmm. family, like mm -hmm. that was really important to be together. Yeah. Okay. So you came back 2009, uh -huh. did you say? All right. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about where you are currently. Tell us about the business that mm -hmm. you're in the middle of starting and this, you truly are a serial entrepreneur. This is not your first business. It's about your fourth or yes, I mean this the second major business, second but then had a number of other smaller uh, ones that ones he, along, along he started. Way. Okay, yeah. so including the, the, some nonprofits. Okay, the, yeah. the previous business uh, that was a much different experience for our family and marriage than the one we're in now because I had already started that prior to knowing Jiyoung. Okay, so when she came in, she really didn't understand what it is, how it generates income, where it's going. And she was, of course, very supportive in that. But there was a feeling of that's just kind of Brad's work that I do. Um, so maybe a little bit more like a traditional job because I go to the office and, you know, I come back home and there's not as much intersection with uh, what's happening as a family. But with the new business, uh, that was something that we envisioned together, we worked on figuring out what is this gonna be and mm. how much are we gonna invest in this and how are we gonna make money from this? So there were a lot of conversations before actually venturing into the new um, business now. Okay, and that's, that's a good point because a lot of couples, one is the entrepreneur. Are you, do you consider yourself entrepreneurial, Ji Young, or what, what would you say I are your strengths? I say so, yeah. I mean, um, I would say I like doing something more, I guess, kind of academic, like something more like research, and that's more like my background. Mm -hmm. And I guess in some ways, like I like to take some like alternative ways of doing things, but not like him, not like studying something new, like on my own and... Yeah, so this has been a kind of interesting journey. Shireen says she's not an entrepreneur, but I think that entrepreneurship requires great teams mm -hmm. with Absolutely. disparate yeah. views and mm -hmm. areas of strength that mm -hmm. are complementary and sometimes um, you know very different right 
And, and that has helped us so much because Jung is so different from me in that she sees things that I don't see. She has questions that I'm not asking. Yet she's also giving me the permission to share my <laughs> crazy visionary ideas right. that are mostly bad and to be patient and help process through that because I really need someone to process that with me. That's just kind of how I think. And yeah. so... Having that where I can be vulnerable with Jung in that and not have to like figure it all out and then come and present a full plan. Uh, I really uh, feel uh, supported in that in a huge way. Okay. And has it always been that way that you guys talked about the business and plans in the future or has that evolved? I think it's evolved more with the current business that we're mm-hmm. in because Jung has such a intimate knowledge of how it works and all of the challenges associated with it, what our vision is for it in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had an opportunity to really craft that together. Um, I've been the one mostly to do the execution of that, but Mm -hmm. I mean, our conversations are always filled with what's happening with uh, a a new product that we're launching, uh, a market we're moving into, investors we're bringing on, you know, what's happening with various team members and employees and, um, you know, June's a great counselor to me in that. Huh, awesome. So it, is it safe to say, Ju Young, that you know most of the business currently? I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of details. A lot of details. Ins and outs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do like, you like that? Because some couples, you know, there's there's there are two camps. There uh-huh. are some entrepreneurs and more so men from the research that I've looked at, um, men tend to kind of forge ahead with plans, may or may not bring along mm-hmm. their significant other, their spouse. Mm-hmm. Whereas women entrepreneurs tend to seek input from their spouse. And I think mm-hmm. it is a wise man that yeah. does seek the, you know, the input from their spouse because mm-hmm. And especially when they're wired a little differently, because if one is more um, just not risk averse, but like you said, you young, you're not the one to go start something, Mm -hmm. but you are supportive of it and you understand how Mm -hmm. Brad is wired. And so those conversations that you invite her into, but I think it's important Mm -hmm. to point out that you had to make that intentional place to yeah. to bring her into those conversations I think as far as that goes i probably break the mold a bit there uh in that i uh am intentional and in bring Jiang into the conversation maybe mm-hmm. more than i should sometimes <laughs> but what uh i i felt early on even before marriage is that um i need a partner that really shares in the vision for what I'm doing because the business is not just about finances. It should generate a profit. It should provide a great living for us and for our employees. And, um, but it really is driven by a desire to impact uh, people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve students. We need to make sure that we are transforming them and launching them to do great things. So I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility in that. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I wanted to make sure that I married someone that can share that passion. So I think what brought us together, one of the things that brought us together was not so much like 
understanding entrepreneurship and what that means, right. but education and the value of being involved and helping others to um, develop themselves. So that's really been um, a big part of our conversations. I mean, all the time we're talking about mm -hmm. different educational theories and approaches, uh, different um, businesses that have different kinds of educational offerings, schools. Those are conversations that we both genuinely enjoy and can, mm -hmm. can connect around. So it doesn't feel like we're just working on the business. You know, we're, we're sharing a passion together. And, and that's huge for me. So important. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about where you guys are now. Um, Ju Young, you mm -hmm. started a new venture mm -hmm. this semester, right? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. So I started um, grad school last year, uh, like doctoral degree in education field, it's international education, which I've been wanting to do for many years. Mm -hmm. And um, so very thankfully, I mean, when I, when we first married, like, you know, he has been always in like education field, you know, like education technology, and that has been his passion, but yeah. which was not really my passion, but um, at that time when we first married, but oh, just but over. I saw it in you. Uh, yeah. I saw it in you. But just over the course of years, you know, I, I don't know, something happened, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, it didn't happen overnight, but just genuinely, I developed a more interest in what um, he's doing. And so, yeah, I'm just pursuing my doctoral degree in that area. And that has been also very helpful. Um, just in our relationships and also what he's doing right now because I actually have been helping him a lot with my research and uh, writing some grant proposals for um, for his company and things like that. Oh, so we, we have come a long way, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful for Jung jumping in and using those talents, those skills that she has yeah. to support the the business mm -hmm. and yet i have this sense that i really don't want to take that for granted or abuse that but really to try <laughs> to find the areas where she can take her skills and and put that to work in an area where she feels mm -hmm. it's, it's meaningful so you know those are conversations where i try to be careful and make sure that you know there's there's really good alignment with that yeah i don't know if i've always done the best with that but i think we found a few things recently that have been um, really aligned mm -hmm. with what you're doing in your doctoral studies mm -hmm. and then also real help to the business yeah yeah i mean we're on the same boat I mean, we have to survive together right and i and i think that is a challenge with every entrepreneur marriage i know in in our business there was a time when i worked in the business mm -hmm. Hmm. Partly because there were some things that I could do, but it also became not a good place for me to hmm. be. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a fine line you walk to. And I've, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. and, and I think our communication has been really um, open about that, uh, where Jim's share with me what she likes doing mm -hmm. or doesn't like doing. And so um, I've, I felt the confidence in that, yeah. you know, to, for us to forge ahead together. Yeah, I think right. I really grew into this where, you know, where I am right now. Like when we first married, and he always has been just like trying to share more about what he's doing. And a lot of details, it's finances. But of course, you know, at the time I didn't have any, like even now, like I don't really have like business experience, you know, myself, you know, I'm doing more like, you know, academics and, you know, research and things like that. 
So when he trying to share a lot of details, like um, I just have my kind of sense of okay, feel like that's too much. Feel like that's not gonna work. Feel oh, I think that's a good idea, but I just couldn't really speak to him with confidence because you know because of my lack of you know experience. But just over the course of years, you know, I got to know him better, and you know, I got mm-hmm. to understand his what are his weaknesses and strengths, and I also like. Kind of experience it, kind of like almost like firsthand with him like through his <laughs> very own. Very firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> so you grow together. Now, right? yeah, now I'm at the place that I can kind of speak to him a little bit with a little more confidence about, okay, honey, that I don't think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great idea, you know. But here's another important point in that um, relationship is. I feel the support, the validation mm-hmm. from June because I know mm-hmm. she believes in me. Right. So I don't delay and say, hey, here's something that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about or you know, like to move in this direction um, because I know at the end of the day, I've got that support. Yes. And that, that is just so huge for me. I don't know that I could really do this without it because, I mean, everything we have is on the line. Um, yeah. it's, it's, uh, all there, all in, you know, um, more, more than I would like to be actually, exactly. you know, the, I try to separate out, you know, the family finances and the business, but, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, when, when push comes to shove, it's like the business is going to survive. It's going right. to move forward. So, um, but I, I really know that June believes in me and, uh, yeah. You just communicate that mm-hmm. through so many, so many ways. And there's times where you question, um, you got concern, mm-hmm. and you know we, we stress out together. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know you really, you believe in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to ask a question about kind of boundaries and then move into mm-hmm. more of uh, the business, what it is you're doing now. Um and it's wonderful to have a team, you know, to be a team together. Mm-hmm. Flip side is, how do you create boundaries around not talking about business? Or uh, how do you guys handle that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't do a good job of that. <laughs> with, yeah. Uh, we talk about it, you know, all the time. So much, we, right? We do, like, almost kind of feel like... What are you going to talk about if you don't talk about <laughs> business? <laughs> now we'll talk about the kids. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it is a little bit different in that it's not just like, okay, here's like financially what's happening in the business. Um, there's aspects of, you know, there's this student, this apprentice that is in the program and they're going through a hard time. But then there was this mentor and they discovered like this new uh, purpose they have that's really motivating them to do great work. And so mm-hmm. like sharing those kind of stories is really the, interesting. The victories. And and the victories and, mm-hmm. and just people's life and, and what we're discovering too about different educational models and solutions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was at a conference in San Diego for education technology investors uh, a couple weeks ago. And so coming back with like new ideas and what other investors are doing and some thought leaders and, you know, sharing those stories is it's, I think, interesting for us. It's, it's business related. It helps us to be better at our game, but it also is something that's really interesting. So, um, but yeah, we talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah. And also I would say just like 
you know, talking about our hobbies, like besides business, mm. I know he Brad loves gardening. Ah, so that's something that he loves to talk about. Oh, and that's also, good. Uh huh. So I think that kind of provides some healthy kind of like balance, you know. And also for me, I like to like paint, mm-hmm. and I like to you know doing some like you know music, like you know working on my cello. I started learning cello a few years ago. Uh, because of his encouragement, I didn't really expect that I would start like a new instrument at mm-hmm. like almost like at the age of 40. But <laughs> he really encouraged me to do that. And that has been really fun for me. So having something different that we like besides mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about business. So mm-hmm. and those are great things uh-huh. to experience together. Yeah. And I just love uh, appreciating uh-huh. and observing and uh-huh. uh, being part of your artistic yeah. pursuits. And then we both love traveling. So just like dreaming about okay what's gonna be our next place that's true yeah. we do talk a lot about trips that we yeah. like to take right somewhere. oh that's fun <laughs> yeah that's fun and gives you you know it's not just about this business that one day is gonna you know tip right. and make that revolution uh-huh. and we can sit back and enjoy a little more but uh-huh. it's what are we going to enjoy in the process? I think that is but, so But there are challenges. Important. I mean, it's allowed us to enjoy things mm-hmm. in the process. Right. Um, we've, we've done really fun trips together, but there's times where we've had to put those on hold too. Right. Um, so a lot of just fluctuation mm-hmm. yes, in you guys, our, our life experience. Right? You had a trip planned. Yeah, that was, was last that? year. Last year. Yeah, that yeah. was a uh, real... Boy, I didn't think we were talking really, about that today. I don't really know that. <laughs> it was, was really painful. stressful. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my biggest mistakes in uh, <laughs> business leadership, family, marriage, um, just having this you know amazing trip planned in Germany. Mm-hmm. And she had done all the research for it, booked everything. I right? literally booked hours everything. Like, in this. Yeah, like including and museums and just like what literally was it, everything. Like five days before, like one, one week, week before, before, I had to cancel it because oh, we, I, I did not foresee what was happening mm-hmm. operationally. We're not in a good place, uh, the place I thought we were. So right. I just needed to be all over the situation. Uh, and and couldn't be anywhere else until that was taken care of. So, yeah. and it was actually like two months of really intense, difficult work. Right, I was pretty much gone, just gone, mm-hmm. right, for two months, um, resolving that situation. So, yeah, we've like we've had to make those sacrifices everything. as well. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like almost like a dream trip, but. Well, hopefully in the future. Hopefully. It's all planned, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully there will be another chapter, but that is one of the realities, isn't it, of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is you you make plans, but they don't always, um, well, they probably never move forward exactly as we intend. Yes. I think they will. There's so much uncertainty. I mean, not that every business needs to be built that way, but... Just, I think that's more my nature. I'm like an open-ended, uh, I'm, I'm a ENTP, you know, with typology. Jung is ENFP. So we both have that perceiving P where mm-hmm. you are open to new experiences and adventures, right? Which is great for us both to be able to adjust as, right, as right. life situations are sometimes throwing us in, in a different direction that uh, is not so comfortable. But then to realize it's part of the journey. We're going to uh, work through it and get on the other side of it. Yeah, that, that commitment to mm-hmm. keep working at it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some things that you guys did when it was hard? And I would imagine there was a little bit of resentment, Ju Young, about having to cancel that for a moment or two. Um, well, that wasn't the first time. I mean, we've, we were in a difficult place in the sale of the previous business where before the sale was completed, um, working things through with my partners and the whole buyout process, um, we had to put our house in the market. We had to sell... Uh, move some assets around, sell things off. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of pain during that time, right? Well, you said asset. We sold a car. That's all we had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sell, right? We sold our car. Yeah, you said asset. We didn't even have an asset no, to sell. We, no. we just sold a car. Yeah. So, okay. it, you know, you're watching the cash day yeah. by day, <laughs> realizing yeah. that you just have, you know, a few uh-huh. more weeks and... Uh, those are very painful places mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that Juyang didn't resent that. Um, yeah. She, but I don't have any walking. desire to go through the <laughs> process again. <laughs> yeah, it was can really bad. Say, yeah. Can we say one and done? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, and even like where we're living now, uh, you know, we're we're grateful for uh, the location we have and neighborhood and being close to my family and everything it's, it's worked out really well for us but even that process is filled with uncertainty getting a loan mm-hmm. you know having to try multiple times just because you don't have the kind of income that normal people have so exactly I, we were just, in that situation you know applying for a loan and our banker said you know I can loan to the people that work for you easier than I can for you. And I think that's yeah. something a lot same, of people same story don't realize, for us, right? Mm-hmm. When you're the founder, um, you pay the salaries of everyone else, but they look at you differently. And there's no guarantees in that process. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think there's just a need to hold things loosely. And uh, I think that's something that I'm pretty good at uh Jung's probably <laughs> learned, learned a lot with too you were my, one of the most optimistic people i know brad <laughs> and so when you say hold things loosely i think optimism goes with it also would That's you true. call yourself an optimist you young or how, um, how are you guys alike and different I'm, i mean of course i try to look at more kind of bright sides right okay uh, but i i can say that i'm the one who can provide more kind of practical and realistic perspectives, you know? More than realist. Right. Uh Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's um, move to your current business. Brad, tell us what that business is, how long it's been going, the concept. Yeah. So uh, really the education ventures I've been involved in have been to figure out how do we help students or talent move through their education and their work in a way where they find the critical path. There's not wasted time, there's not wasted money, where we end up with debt and having to set dreams aside. So how do we help people really find that purpose and then get on that path as soon as possible? So the current business is focused on how do we launch uh, recent grads, mostly recent grads, into careers in marketing, if that's where they had a vision. It's really hard today to move into those roles because they're filled with technology mm-hmm. and that technology, those platforms, those tools are not 
provided access to in college. So you've got a whole generation that really is in this very difficult place of looking at these you know, high value, high impact jobs, and yet they all require three to five years experience. So what we've done is create something to bridge that an apprenticeship is the first digital marketing apprenticeship recently we were recognized by the Department of Labor for launching this. So that was a real uh, milestone for us. Uh, before that, we were really uh, venturing into uncharted territory, hoping <laughs> that we'd be able to get that kind of recognition. Now that we have that, uh, we actually have a business. <laughs> for the first couple of years, uh, we didn't know. And, so and you had a concept. We had the concept. You were we in the process through, of, But there's mm-hmm. not the viability if mm-hmm. we can't get the Department of Labor because that brings the validation, that brings uh, funding, okay. that brings opportunity for us to have all kinds of academic partnerships. And so now that it's in place, um, the business is starting to move forward and there's an opportunity to engage investors and get the funding we need to bring it to the next level. So it's a really exciting place to be in right now. But it's been fraught with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of risk, mm-hmm. which we knew. Until you have except this investor, until you have that grant <laughs> you know, you're like in you know, account, like okay, still, you know. And, and still there is, but we know that we've created something of tremendous value at this point. So that's very reassuring, and uh, it's it's just been a walk of of faith, a walk of. Uh, persistence Mm -hmm. and and not giving up. It's taken longer than Mm -hmm. we thought it would. Uh, We're probably, you know, 12 months, uh, 18 months uh, behind where I thought we would be in terms of how long it would take. When did you start this digital and the name of it? In in, in Digital Creative Institute. Institute. Yes. And when did you actually start it? We had our first group of students, apprentices, Mm -hmm. go through in January 2016 is when they launched. 2016. And how far before that did you have to yeah, run for, up? For a year, we were really working on the whole concept and putting together you know, marketing and curriculum and just everything to be able to launch. And it's, it's slow with an education business because you have to see education take place over the course of time, right? Yes. So in addition, in addition to a business model, you also have an education model, the pedagogy that you have to prove out. And so this is a 12-month apprenticeship. It takes, you know, starting in January 16, well, it's not until the beginning of 2017 where you see the full result of that, right? And then starting with the next cycle. So at this point, we've had 70 apprentices go through. You know, still it's a relatively small group, but they've proved out the model. And we have 87% are rated by their employers as high-performing, high-potential, uh, we have 100% of them all currently employed in the occupation they've trained in, which that is digital is marketing. outstanding. Uh, hardly any education programs can say that today, so we're really <laughs> proud of that. So we're getting some great results. We have a good foundation to build off of, but uh, there's been so much uncertainty in this. <laughs> and you know, a lot of it, too, is just timing. Uh, the current presidential administration pumping a lot of money into apprenticeships like that didn't happen until very recently. Mm -hmm. I was recently at a meeting with um, uh, the Department of Labor and other Fortune 500 businesses, uh, Visa, IBM, Sprint, you know, huge players that are looking at this whole apprenticeship uh, piece. And what we heard from the Department of Labor is they now have a billion dollars under management 
to fund apprenticeships, whereas <laughs> wow. just a couple of years ago, it was probably a tenth of that. So it's it's really the timing as well. And you know, that's where there's there's risk in any any business. And it's it's just tough. But my wife is so resilient to be in that with me uh, to, to embrace that, that journey. I'm looking together. at her muscles growing. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it amazes me. So am I right? 2015 is when you launched? 2015 is the when we began business. the preparation. Okay, preparation. Yeah, build the foundation for that. Concept. 2016 is really the, the launch. Yeah, the, the launch. first class. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you have the concept, proof of concept. You're kind of in the scaling phase how, how have you funded it till now? I mean, there's not, so we, uh, we there's not a it, money tree. That's right. We, we funded it from the proceeds of the prior business okay. and through the revenue that we're generating in, in the current business. We're not uh, cash positive at okay. this point. So uh, eager to get to cash neutral. Uh, so, that was supposed to happen out of a our while pocket. ago. <laughs> uh, that's but the uh, we're, we're still working towards that. We're really close. Okay. Yeah. How... In that process, when you you have your plan and you just you have to work it, how do you how do you keep that optimism and <laughs> keep yourself moving forward? Mm. When it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, every time I go to the bank and <laughs> put into the business, it's just really um, hard to uh, have those conversations with Jung where I feel like. All right, I had this plan. It didn't work out. Like there's good things that are happening in the business, but still financially, we're going to have to make more of a commitment and other adjustments that we didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been... I mean, definitely d- has difficult. been kind of up and downs. you know. Like I see Brad. I mean, you can totally hear his passion. Yes. He's talking about his business. And, and he always has been that way, you know, just like... He's so passionate about like providing better education, like mm-hmm. solutions, and he has been kind of social entrepreneur. Uh, but I have seen him like a little bit kind of downcast. That kind of feels like one day I feel like it's gonna be all just like great and happening, but one day he feels like is that really gonna like take off? You know, when is it gonna happening? So definitely, you know, it has been a challenge. But um, yeah, we'll see. You know, like he said this year we see more like momentum in the business and then more like funding opportunities, like grant opportunities available. And still apprenticeship is new. And I kind of saw that on your face as you're hearing about, oh, really? You know, yeah. like there has been more like a funding like that. And, and but um, we see, I mean, we still see the potential and that's, that kind of brought us here. And mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, we'll just be able to seize more opportunities this year so that we can kind of feel like, okay, now we have business. Okay. So (laughs) you kind of have some markers, um, whether they're conscious or not. There are are markers. And that's really important is that we've determined, okay, like, what are we going to invest? How far are we going to go? Um, what are we, we're committed, but how committed are we? I got to discuss more about that. <laughs> so I had to come back really? and renegotiate, renegotiate those markers to say, okay, okay the plan didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so not where we now, thought we would be. Now we've got to be more committed. This mm-hmm. requires selling uh, another house that we have <laughs> and taking those funds and putting them into the business. So 
you know, we had to look at that and get on the same page with that. I don't know if there was a choice. <laughs> we talked it through and, yeah. and we, we recognized together like, okay, this is needed and it's, it's the right decision for the business, for our family. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of, you know, renegotiating things along those mm-hmm. milestones is mm-hmm. really important. I came across a term years ago in my counseling work. Um, enthusiastic agreement. Mm. And it's so important for couples to talk things through until they have enthusiastic agreement. Because if, Mm. if you're not quite there, Mm -hmm. um, somebody's going to have some resentment and, um, (laughs) um, you know, it's not uncommon for entrepreneurs to be very action oriented and to say, well, we talked about it, but it was like, maybe we hadn't quite decided, but Mm. I hear that you guys, Oh, we've had really those nice... moments too. Absolutely. Sure, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm, I like getting to yes and moving forward. Actually, right? <laughs> are you there? Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> so I, I really like that concept of you said enthusiastic, enthusiastic agreement. agreement, not yes. just well. So that, that's a great yeah. word for me. I need to take that personally and put yeah. that to more work in our, mm-hmm. in our, in our conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is another reality of the entrepreneur life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That sometimes you get so far in, it's like you okay, well, there's no going back. And that's part of the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. Is, okay, we have to find a way forward. That, we are so far into part. this know. that, uh-huh. you know, and, and yet it's tempting sometimes to maybe just say, can't you just go get a job, Brad? <laughs> I mean, I even said saying, that once, I think. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we all have, yes. Yeah. Uh, when I say those words, Brad, just go get a job, what does that do to you? Uh, it makes me feel uh, <laughs> incompetent, incapable. <laughs> really, it's uh, almost like an end of your world. <laughs> yeah, the end of uh, my my identity as yeah. I know it. Right. I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I, there's a lot of uh, business owners where that happened after really right. getting to know their industry through right. working in it, but. Uh, that's just kind of how I mm-hmm. started before we were married. That's what I was doing, even as entrepreneurial endeavors. So that's really how I see myself and putting my skills to work. So it's kind of hard to envision like another reality outs- yeah. outside of that. That is who you are and that is who you are married to and <laughs> forward you go. Um, so in your current business, so you're about um, four years into it. Um, not quite where you wanted to be, but you're seeing the momentum, as you uh-huh. said, too young, mm-hmm. um, that gives you hope to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, again, none of us have perfect marriages. That's not what this podcast is about. We right. do struggle and we fall down and we skin our knees and we have to ask forgiveness and we have to make a new plan. And it requires humility sometimes, mm-hmm. but okay, tomorrow's a new day and we keep moving forward in a way that improves our marriage, improves the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's something I admire very much about the Volers mm-hmm. is your ability to do that. It really, um, it's obvious from the outside. Mm-hmm. It, it's been tough. I mean, it is not something that I probably would have the stomach for if, I didn't begin this journey, this lifestyle 
prior to marriage. Mm. Um, I don't know if I could carry through the way I am now. Um, um, yeah, I, I just can't imagine like having the safety of a regular paycheck and a career mapped out and then launching into a business with all of the uncertainty and all the challenges and um, that uh, I think would be much more difficult than, mm. I mean, this is all I've known, so right. I just have, have done it. But um, yeah, I've, I've made so many mistakes along the way, um, really you know, misjudging how much it's gonna cost and yeah. how much time it's gonna take, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Jiang's been so gracious with me mm -hmm. to, um, I mean, she'll show some of the frustrations, some of the uh, anxiety at times when we work through that and, and talk through it. Um, I think I think relatively quickly and that, that helps. So I just have an amazing wife that makes it possible, really. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it without uh, the kind of support that I have. Yeah, absolutely. What have you learned through some of the challenges? You said you've made a lot of mistakes. No one is perfect. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard Mark say many times, um, you know, failure is not the end. Mm -hmm. it's a matter of whether or not you learn from it. So what are some things you've learned or how has it changed you, Brad, um, through some of the challenges that you've experienced over the years mm -hmm. in building the various businesses? Mm, uh, a lot of lessons. Listen to my wife's counsel <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and to balance the optimism with the uh, realism uh, mm -hmm. to seek out uh, counsel mm -hmm. Um, Jiyoung's great at providing that, but she also asked me, okay, well, you know, what does this business advisor think, or who are you going to run this by to ensure that it does have, um, <laughs> it's not just it. all your ideas. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that certainly is a huge lesson, um, cause I can get really fixated on an idea or a, a vision that I have another, uh, lesson is just the right people in, in the journey. Um, that's more about, you know, business, the right people mm -hmm. in the right positions. And I've made that, I mean, every entrepreneur makes that mistake of, you know, not having the right person. Right. In that's there. hard. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, hopefully you have less of that over time. Mm -hmm. And uh, every every time it happens, I just you know kick myself like oh, I should have seen it. I should have you know known, or I should have been better in my vetting process. But that that typically is the thing that will throw off business plans and execution more than anything else. It's just not the right person in the right seat, not the right partnering relationship, you know, not the right uh, uh, buyer customer. You know, those those relationships are really the key to get that right. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, it comes down to understanding um, the values of the people that I'm working with, really getting at that. And then, you know, what do they prefer? Really, what's their natural inclination in terms of the work that they would do to ensure that there's strong alignment there. So something I'm still, still working at. Um, what Other about, lessons along the way? What, what about, can you think of that I've been learning? What about like equal like partnership and do you want to speak to that too? 
uh, yeah, partnerships uh, can be, you know, ch- challenging uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, every every partnership is is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important to have uh, clarity around, you know, how partnerships are structured. If you don't make sure that there's uh, absolute certainty of like how this works, especially when things don't go according to plan, um, then that's just asking for trouble. Um, and I think that's kind of common advice you hear out there, but it can't be said enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as an optimist, it's really hard to think about worst case scenario, which is, is kind of what right. is required when you're looking at a partnership. Yes. Is you have to consider that. What what is the worst case scenario? What if this just doesn't work out or something dramatically changes in our relationship? Um, because with every partnership, there's the potential that that partnership doesn't move forward. Um, but it's, it's a, really hard, don't you think? Yeah, for we're a, talking about, you know, a, a post-mortem in business. Okay, we executed on this plan. We thought it'd go well. It failed. Why did it fail? I've also heard the concept of a pre-mortem to look at, all right, if this plan was to go wrong, what would cause it to go wrong? And anticipating that, kind of doing that analysis in the front end <laughs> before you've yeah. put in all the time and the money. Right. So that's something that I really need to um, do more of. I think sharing helps me in that. I'm, um, I'm good at saying help it will take at least twice as much. Yeah. It will you, take at least twice as longer. Yeah. yeah, twice as long to develop yeah, the to business. Yeah, to develop something and then mm-hmm. twice as much funds and, you know, to I think, do something. I think I've said something well, similar At least three hard. times, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take longer, take more money, right. take uh-huh. more effort than they to think. Yeah. Um, Any other mm-hmm. lessons that you can think of that have uh, humbled and <laughs> kept us grounded? <laughs> I don't or know. Or what you've learned that you would, maybe if y'all were sitting with a couple 10 years behind you that is talking about I would say maybe um, you need to know when to stop mm-hmm. you know it's so like as an entrepreneur you just like pour so much into it so it's really hard to stop mm-hmm. you just feel like if stop I just, for the day do you mean or stop like the business stop. like like it's not gonna some work. kind of whatever endeavor you're working on mm-hmm. I mean like of course like stop the whole business it's a whole it's like a whole different, mm-hmm. you know, conversation. Okay, so you're talking but about just whatever is like, yeah, it could be some um, some kind of some project mm-hmm. you're trying to develop, like sure. new product, a project, you know, or a product, right? Yeah, uh-huh. a new market. Uh-huh. I mean, into, I mean, if you have yeah. to stop the business, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's why you have to do it. But you know, mm-hmm. even within your business, you're just starting to like uh, you study something new, like you know, new kind of project, mm-hmm. and then because you have still like poured into so much into yeah, that emotionally so, you get committed yeah to it, it is so hard to just feel that it, it is really hard to see that mm-hmm. it might not work out you know mm-hmm. or when it is not working out uh-huh. just recognize still, that right you mm-hmm. still yeah, want to just cut bait you know. and go uh-huh. have you read Seth Godin's The Dip yeah I have yeah that's, that's about really that. good how yeah to, to know, know what kind of a dip it is because we all go through those dips right? right and how to know when it's a dip mm-hmm. or a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and, yeah. I know yes. that's hard I think he talks about relationship dips too and, mm-hmm. and how to understand mm-hmm. you know is this a relationship that's meant to be or mm-hmm. is it the, the wrong relationship so and those are really important questions to ask 
And I can get so consumed in just doing of the business that I'm not uh, taking the time to really evaluate, like, should this even be done anymore? Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you for that sense. It's really important to have, like, good advisors around you. Can really speak the truth with Mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little more? Do you have some advisors in your life. I mean, you and Mark met through C12 right. several years yeah. ago. Yeah, a peer which... advisory mm-hmm. board, um, tremendous mm-hmm. uh, resource, um, you know, getting that outside, unbiased, objective mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, mentors that have had, board members, um, that's all critical. Um, there's key people that are in my industry of mm-hmm. apprenticeships mm-hmm. and education technology that I go to regularly for um, input on different questions of execution with our business model. And uh, I mean, people like Mark, right? That just have great common sense to help you ask the right questions that you should be asking. So those are fantastic uh, conversations. Um, right now, I'm in the midst of, now that we have formed uh, the basis for this company, and pursuing investment, uh, forming a board for this. And so that's going to provide even a lot more um, stability and uh, direction. Um, I think, you know, the earlier you can get that established, yes. um, the, the better. That's, that's game-changing just to bring the diversity of mm-hmm. opinion and um, also, you know, have uh, some braking function along with the, uh, the gas <laughs> slow down speed. yeah slow down well what i think goes along with that brad is the willingness to take advice or mm-hmm. or even ask questions have you always been open to um you know seeking out a mentor or advisor or someone or mm-hmm. uh, is that something that has evolved for you i think it was part of the culture that i was uh raised with in our family growing up um my friends were actually mostly older than me and they were um, establishing their careers even as a kid. Um, my parents wanted me to hang out with a doctor, a lawyer, a botanist. I mean, understand kind of their worlds and the work they did. And so these people, for whatever reason, they took interest in me and would would help bring me into that world so I could kind of get a sense of that. And um, and, and get their mentoring and, and ask questions. And my parents helped me to understand how to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So I think that really was helpful in tempering my hardheadedness of just being really stubborn. You know, when I get an idea in my head, I'll just kind of I'll just keep driving at it. And it's hard for me sometimes to hear uh, a perspective or an opinion that I'm not looking for mm-hmm. and to really just set aside my preconceived notions of what needs to happen and just really listen to that um, without the emotion of, but I'm just going to do this plan anyway, yeah. so help me do this plan. So I, I still struggle with that a lot, um, but fortunately my upbringing maybe helped balance some of that where I, I know it's something that I need at least. I can't say I'm good at it still, but... It's something that I, I, I value. I definitely value it. And I, I think, again, it shows a lot of wisdom for your age. Um, well, I'm older than you think now. 
<laughs> She's still older than you are. <laughs> uh, no, right. I'm, I'm older than she is. Okay. Yes. Oh, did I get that wrong earlier? You got that wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, never she mind. She just became younger and I got older. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to ask this question, and you've spoken to it a little bit earlier in the um, interview, but what do you guys do to keep the fun, friendship, and intimacy growing in your marriage? That's a hard question for me, really, because I'm just so hardcore. Like, we're gonna make, we're gonna get the mission done. We're gonna go up to the mission. We're gonna make this happen, right? So that that's hard for me. But I'll let you answer first. <laughs> um, I think it helps me to see him encourage me to do more, like the things that I like to do. Like I know, like he's so into his business, but he has been so supportive of what I want to do too. Okay. Like in you know, pursuing grad school or like pursuing like learning cello, you know, and even like trying to like paint, you know, it, it was actually all his idea. He was because of Jim's his encouragement. Artist. Yeah, I mean, you she, are. I've yeah. seen your art. I mean, like That's beautiful. I, I mean, I didn't really like paint until I moved here because I didn't have really opportunities. Where you know, and also like. You choose your, like, you go to college, choose your major. You think that, oh, I'm not artistic. You know, that's not, that's for something, you know, someone else, someone for more creative. But uh, when, after we moved here, we bought our first house and Brad was, he just like, one day, seemingly out of nowhere, he just told me, why don't you paint and put something on the walls? Because <laughs> we just bought a house. We have to fill our walls with something. And I kind of felt like, oh my goodness, here he goes again with all his crazy ideas. <laughs> but... I don't know, for some reason, something kind of moved in me. So I, okay, I thought, after all, our walls were empty. So I thought I got to do something. So anyway, I kind of, yeah, digressed a little bit. But like for him um, to be supportive of like what I want to do. And sometimes he kind of like suggests something that he thinks that I will enjoy. And I think that has been, yeah, they put some kind of boundaries. It's not always about his work, you know, his right. business and Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy talking about mm-hmm. the pursuits that Jung's engaged in and uh, different areas of you know developing her skills or uh, people she's connecting with and just mm-hmm. you know sharing those conversations is always a lot of fun and, mm-hmm. and fascinating for me. So um, that's uh, I think that's one way that we keep it balanced, but it's not like, we're the perfect couple who every week, yeah. Friday night, we're on, you know, dates and doing these fun things on the town. Uh, we're working on that. We're, yeah. we're working on that. I don't feel like uh, I'm, I'm very good in that category. Uh, I think just practically more connecting around what she really enjoys mm-hmm. and um, enjoying that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, I guess it so kind of getting sounds into kind of simple, but mm-hmm. that's how we enjoy each other I think and then the work that we do too the fact that we both um, enjoy that work and Mm -hmm. and can Mm -hmm. value that together Mm -hmm. so that helps a lot awesome yeah well I want to thank you guys so much for your time again and Brad if someone wants to follow up with the business where can they find you and we'll actually I'll just I'll put that in the show notes but go ahead and tell us yeah, um, Digital Creative Institute. Uh, you can find us there if you Google us. Um, my email address is Brad V for Voller, Brad V at digitalcreativeinstitute.com. Okay. So happy to connect there. Great. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. 
Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for great. Hey, thanks so much for listening. You can find a full transcript and show notes at kathyrushing.com. That's Kathy with a K, rushing.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite listening platforms. And remember, subscribing is free, so sign up and never miss an episode. Do you know someone else that could benefit from this episode? You would be a great friend to share it with them. Now remember, you're building a life together. Make it a great one. Until next time, see ya.